to give out the glory for everything, everything that God has done in these past 14 years here. Many people have been blessed in this place, in our meetings. People have been healed in this place. Marriages has been restored. I know many people, they are not living a good life together, but their family life, their marriage was restored. Also, people were, were fed from addictions. People came to this place full of addictions, and God set them free. Hallelujah. And also, the kingdom of God has been preached in the power of the Holy Spirit. And many people have been blessed. And we want to give all glory to the Lord for these 14 years. Amen? Yeah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'm going to share today a message. And at the end, I'm not going to take long, okay? But at the end, we, we are going to share a delicious dinner that is already waiting for us. Amen? Yeah! I can guarantee you. Can you smell it? Can you smell it? Wow. Yeah, it's tasty. Yeah, very tasty and delicious. Also, I have seen many delicious things. I, I saw one big beef, roasted big, big, big beef. Oh, it's delicious. But it's for later, okay? But now we are going to have a different food. Okay, one, is one food that's going to feed your soul and your spirit. Okay? And I, I would ask you, please... I, I need your full attention for the next minutes. Okay? Can I have your full attention? I would ask you, no one walking now, because if you walk, you're going to disturb someone that are listening. Please don't walk from this time, because I'm going to preach very quickly. Okay? But I want your full attention. And last week, I, I brought a message in the church called the will of God and the power of faith. And today, uh, I'm going to, to conclude, to finish this message. I want to start saying that after my salvation, after my salvation, I started experiencing a lot of miracles in my own life, in the life of my family, my friends, and the Christian life is a life very is an exciting life, and also it's a life full of miracles. This is what I have seen since I born again. We are, I didn't move to another religion. No, I have one encounter with Jesus Christ, and I and I can guarantee you. The same Jesus that was a working miracle in the past, he is alive and he can work miracles in your life. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. And also last week, we, we listened a beautiful testimony from Sky. Where is Sky? Yeah. Last week, she, she just uh, gave us her testimony that in two weeks, 
ago, she was in the church, and she had been suffering with back pain for years, years. She has gone to many doctors, taking many medicine, doing yoga, many things, and nothing solved her problem. And suddenly, after just a prayer, the same prayer that we had here, then she, was, she got healed. <laughs> and no pain more after many years of pain, after just one day of prayer in the church, and she got healed. Is it amazing? Isn't it? That's amazing. And, and God has his will. Yes, he has his will. And he wished to perform miracles in our lives. But he will work at the limit of your faith. Did you know that? Yes. He wants to do things in our, in our life and in your life. But he, he will do to the limit of your faith. And I want to say something. Many things doesn't happen in our lives. Not because of God's unwillingness. But because of our unbelief. Unbelief stop God's work. And this is what the Bible says. This is not my words, not Pastor Marcio's words. Jesus said, Matthew 13, 58. I'm going to read it to you. Uh, here it is. Jesus said. Now here in the Bible it's written. Uh, let's read all together. And Jesus did not do many miracles there. Because their lack of faith. Or he said that Jesus performed no miracles. Not because he didn't want. But because people's unbelief. This is what it's written. And I want to read a verse now. Of a person who had faith in the Bible. If you have your Bible or if you want to follow me, Matthew 8, 5 to 10. Here is about a man that had faith in Jesus. And this is the steps for you to receive a miracle also. I'm going to, I'm going to read. And you can follow there on the screen. Now when Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him, pleading with a hand, saying, Lord, my servant is laying at home paralyzed, deadfully tormented. And Jesus said to him, I will come and heal him. The centurion said, answered and said, Lord, look what he said. I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof in my house. But, but what? Only speak a word and my servant will be healed. For also I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this one, go, and he goes. And to another, come, and he comes. And to the servant, do this, and he does. Look, when Jesus heard it, what he did? What Jesus did when he heard? He? He? Marveled. Are you following me? When Jesus heard it, he 
He marveled. Said, like he lost his breath. Wow. Let's keep reading. He marveled at him and said to those who followed, Surely, I say to you, I have not found such great faith, not even in Israel. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go your way, and as you have believed, so let it be done for you. As you believed, let it be done to you. And his servant was healed at that same hour. Wow! What Jesus did when he saw that man's faith? He marveled. He looked at wow! Jesus marveled, not at his disciples. Jesus didn't marvel at the rabbi. Jesus didn't marvel at the, the people who are teaching the Torah, the law, in the New Testament, in the Old Testament. Jesus didn't marvel to people who study theology. Jesus marveled to a man who was Roman soldier, not religious man, but he had a strong faith. And he said, Jesus, I believe in you, Jesus. Just say a word. Just say a word and my servant will be healed. And Jesus marveled at him. He had a huge faith. And this is the faith I want to challenge you. I have seen people being transformed. I have seen people in depression for 10, 15 years. And just after one day, they surrendered their life to Jesus and said, Jesus, I give my life to you. And their life was transformed. And they received a new life. I have seen people who suffered for many years. My mom was one of them. He suffered from asthma for 25 years. And one day, she was healed. Not by one doctor, but by the doctors of the doctors, Amen. Jesus Christ. Amen. And this is the one I am preaching to you today. This is about what I am teaching you. But you need to get some lessons about this man. He came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I have a servant at home. He is in bed, paralyzed, suffering. Please help him. Can you see the heart of this man? He was a centurion. He has a rich man. He had high position. But he was worried about his servant. When his slave maybe was leaving his house, 
can you see the good heart this man had? He loved his servant. He was a man of faith, but he had a broken heart that was able to love someone that was no one, rejected by the society. And I want to say to you, maybe you have been rejected by the society. No one loved you as you deserve. But Jesus loves you. Amen. And he wants to bless you. Amen. And he's worried about you. Also, I can see that man, a humble man, very humble man. He was not proud. When Jesus said, I'm going to go to your house, what did he say? What did he say? Do you, do you remember? He said, you don't need to go to my house. You don't need. Just say a word. Because I, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. That man, he had a humble heart. He loved his servant. He went to seek help for his servant. He had faith for his servant. But also, people who have faith, they have a humble heart. Be careful. How is your heart? That man said, I'm not worthy. Just send a word to Jesus. I'm not worthy that you come and enter under my roof, uh, inside of my house. I'm not worthy. But some people, they are arrogant. Some people, they are say, why God do doesn't heal me? Why God is not doing something for me? Some people, they are arrogant. And arrogance blocks or is a problem for you to receive what God has for your life. Because God loves broken heart. People that say, I'm not worthy, but he recognized Jesus is worthy. He, Jesus is the lamp of God. He looked to himself and said, I'm not worthy. But he said, but you are worthy and you can. You are a powerful God. You are the Lamb of God. And this, is, this should be your mind and your thoughts and, and your faith. And you should say to God, God, I'm not worthy. Could you say, God, I'm not worthy? But you are worthy. <laughs> you are worthy. When you recognize that you are nothing, you are not worthy. But you recognize that he is worthy, he's a powerful God, and you bow down before him. You humiliate yourself. The big problem in our lives is pride. And many people, they cannot receive anything from God. God said, those who have a broken heart, God will exalt them. Please humble yourself before the Lord. Amen? amen. Can you say amen? amen? If you go closer to Jesus, 
that man, he, he came from his house. He was from Rome. And then he came and, and he came to Jesus asking for help. And when he get closer to Jesus, he, he showed all his brokenness. Do you know we are, why we are so proud? You think you are something very important? Maybe you think you deserve. Please, you don't deserve nothing. You don't deserve. But by his grace, he can give it to you by his grace. Amen? But the problem is, we need to, as we get closer to Jesus, more humble we became. As you go away from Jesus in your own life, following your own desires, then you, are, you go, you are not going to receive things from Jesus because this is a big problem. As you get close to Jesus and seek his presence, you will see your own sinfulness and you will see his holiness. What did I say? As you go to, near to Jesus, you are going to see your own sinfulness. You are going to recognize your sins, that you are not a good person. And you are going to repent from your sins. And what he is going to do, and, and when you do that, you are going to recognize how holy he is, how powerful he is, and then his power is going to manifest in your life. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say, have a humble heart, please. Say to the person next to you, because it will open the door for miracles in your life. I am, I am not worthy. I am not here to speak about Pastor Mars. You are not worthy. But word is the lamb who was slain. And he lives forever and ever. And he is the, the one who performed miracles. And he deserves all the glory and honor. Can you give glory to him? <laughs> to Jesus Christ, the King of God. Because through his blood, his cross, and his resurrection, you can be saved, delivered, and blessed. Amen. Amen. He is the lamp of God. And I wanted to finish. As I told you, I'm not going to take a long time, but I want to finish. Say, God has his will for you. Did you know that? God has his will, and we can never go against his will. Never, ever. But... Maybe you are going to ask me, Pastor Marcio, how can I know the will of God? Would you like to know the will of God for your life? Yes. yes or not? How can you know the will of God for your life? I discovered the will of God here in this book. Reading this book. Are you reading this book? Maybe it's in your, in your shelf, a lot of dust, or maybe you opened in the Psalm 91, and then say, oh, 
it's a powerful book. No, it's not a powerful book. There is no power if you don't read it. You have to read it. Because here is the word of God get, that can transform your life. Here is the words of life. I was dead. I was in addiction. My life was destroyed. And reading this book, I discovered the will of God. I challenge you. Please, at least, read this book at least one chapter a day. Do you accept this challenge? Please, try to do that every day. Because here is the word of God for you. And you are going to discover the will of God. And the Bible says Romans 12, 2. Or Romans 12, 2. What's the will of God? The will of God's will is... Good, pleasing, and perfect. Could you repeat? How is God's will? Good, pleasing, and perfect. Again? God's will is good, not bad. This is what the Bible says. God's will is good. Don't be afraid to give your life to Jesus. Because God's will is good for you. God has the best for your life. Please help me to preach now and look to the person next to you and say, God has the best for you. <laughs> Don't be afraid of his will. Because he has the best for you. And also, God's will is perfect and always is the best for us. I have another question. Would you like to know what God's plans for your life? Yeah. Would you like to know what is the God's plan for your life? Yeah. Okay, I'm going to now to help you and I'm going to show you in the Bible, in this book, what are God's plans for your life? Let's read out together. Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah 29, 11, that says, For I know, let's read, oh, no, okay. Uh, uh, thank you. Out together, please. For the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you what? Hope and future. Wow! This is the word of God. This is the plan of God for your life. I am here to say God has good plans for your life. Good plans. Plans to prosper, to give you hope and good future. Good future here on earth, but much more on eternity. Because he's preparing you. Life here is short. But we have eternal life waiting for us. Amen? God has good future and good plans for your life. Could you repeat after me? God has good plans, good future for my life. This is no matter what you are facing now, 
Maybe you're going to say, oh, pastor, you don't know what I'm going through. <laughs> My life is not easy. I know. My, I myself, sometimes I'm going through hard circumstances. And Jesus said that. In the world, you're going to suffer. In this world, you're going to have hard times. But you must remind yourself about these things that I am telling you today. You need to understand, I'm going to say at least three things about God. Number one, God is good. What did I say? God is good. He is never mean. He is never angry. He's not angry at you. Don't listen, people. God is angry at you. No. God loves you so much that he gave his son to die for you at the cross. And he's just saying to you, come to you, my son. I will forgive all your sins. It's what he said. Just come to me. He's good. First, God is good. Number two, he really loves me. And he loves you. Amen? Look to the person next to you and say, God loves you. Yes, he loves you. He knows everything about you and he loves you. And number three, God is faithful. Can you say after me, God is faithful? God is faithful. You can trust him. You can trust him because he is faithful to all those who seek him. Say with me, God is good. He loves me. He is faithful. Again, God is good. He loves me. And he is faithful. God is good. He loves me, and he's faithful. And because he's good, because he loves you, and because he's faithful, I have a great news to say to you. He's so powerful to get all the mess in your life, everything you have suffered, all your pain, everything that you went through, all these hard times. And the Bible says he's so powerful. If you love him, he can get everything to work together for your good. Amen. This is the point. He didn't promise you that everything is going to go well. No, this is a lie. I never have said that. I said that he has good plans for my life. He has good future for my life. But also, he's not going to deliver us from everything in this world. You are going to suffer. You are going to cry. But God is so powerful that all things work together for the good of those who love him. Amen. Glory to God. He can get everything and working for us. Look to the person next to you and say, God use everything to work for your good. Amen. I am near to finish. I want to read John 10, 
9 to 11. John 10, verse 9 to 11. Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be. Please, could you follow me there? Jesus said, Jesus said, I am the gate. Whoever enters, enters through me will be saved. They will be able to come in and go out. They will find everything they need. If you enter in this gate that is Jesus, you are going to, to find everything you need. But, next verse, the thief comes to do what? Kill. To steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give what? Life. What kind of life? life. That's full and good. Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. And the good shepherd gives his life for his sheep. Wow. This is our beloved Jesus. Religion is not the gate. Sorry, but shalom is not the gate. All the churches in this town is not the gate. Jesus is the gate. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one enters the kingdom of heaven unless through me. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And this is what we need to understand is Jesus. Jesus said, if you find him, you're going to find everything. Because he gave his life. He's the good shepherd that gave his life at the cross to save you. But maybe you are going to ask me, Pastor Marcel, you have said God has good plans for my life. Yeah, yeah, right? Does God have good plans for your life? But why bad things happen? In this verse, verse 10, that we read, Jesus said, I am the good shepherd. I have good things for you. But be sure, there is a thief. There is one enemy. There is one enemy that came to do three things. To do what? Steal. To kill, steal, and destroy. Jesus came to give you life. But there is one enemy that he hate you. He wants to destroy your life. He wants to destroy your marriage. He wants to kill, to destroy your sons and daughters. It's, it's his will. And just the enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, I came to give you life. life. And what kind of life? Good life. Good life abundant life. Then this is why you may be asking, if God loves me, as pastor said, why I suffered. 
why I did get hurt. If God loves me, why God didn't stop that person that day? If God loves me, why he allowed my parents to get divorced? If God loves me, why he allowed my dad to pass away in a young age? This is what I went through. If God loves me, why my life was destroyed when I was 18 years old? One young man addicted, dying. Why, if God loves me? It may be, you, are, you may be asking, if God loves me, why I was abused? And here I am to say that everything you went through was not God's plan. How many of you are married and you have children? Raise up your hands, please. Are you married and have children? Can I ask you, do you love your children? Yes. Do you love your children, yes or no? Yes. Okay, you love your children. But can I ask you, is everything that happens to your children is good? No. But do you love your children? Yes. And why are children sometimes hurt? You are not good father, sorry. Not good parents. Why? This is, this is what the Bible says, beloved brother. I'm not here to deceive you. I'm here to say you the truth. The enemy came to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus said, come to me, because I have a better life for you. All the suffering in this world is not God's will. Psh. All the suffering in this world is not God's will. That war in Ukraine right now, many children now, they are orphans. They have no parents anymore. And this is not God's will. How oh, that children's suffering is not God's will. Because if you read this Bible, you are going to see that all of this destruction in this world, do you know how is the reason? It's man's sin. It's our sin, my sin, my father's sins, Adam and Eve's sins. Everything this is what the world is going through is not because of God. It's the consequence of sin. I love my daughters. And many times my daughters suffered. Why? Because many times my daughters, they were disobedient to me. Many times my daughters, I said to them, don't go away, don't go to the street. And what they did? They went, they go. And what happened with them? They hurt themselves. Don't blame God, please. I know your pain, you suffered. 
but God is powerful to heal your pain. He's powerful to heal your pain. Maybe you are not going to have people that you really loved now near to you, but one day you are going to meet them in heaven, in the eternity. I know. God has his will that is good, perfect, and pleasant. Please don't blame God. Don't blame God for all the things. Because the plans of God is the same plans that he... Do you have good plans for your children? I have good plans for my children. But not everything good happens with them. Because sometimes they are so disobedient. And don't obey me. And they're going to suffer. But the point is, God, God loves me. God loves my children. God loves you. And he's going to use all these circumstances to bring you near to him. And when you go near to him, what happens? He heals you. All the pains, all suffering, everything that you suffered in your past, he wants to give you this fresh oil that's going to bring healing over your life. Amen? Amen? Would you like to receive this healing oil over your life? Amen. Would you stand up, please? But don't walk right now, please. Everybody st standing, don't walk because I didn't finish and this is the most important part. Please. God has his will, amen? His will is good, perfect, is the best for your life. But his will are not going to happen just because it's his will. You need to believe, and you need to accept his plans. Maybe you are falling, you are falling, your plans, not God's plans. Right? But we read a few minutes ago, God has good plans for my life. God has good plans for your life. But he will never force you to follow him. Never. Would you like to follow him? Yes? You need to say, I want to follow you, Jesus. I'm going to give myself to you. He never is going to force you. It's hard. Sometimes you are forcing your child. Sometimes you are fighting. If you are a child, insane. You have to eat vegetables. Yeah, eat vegetables. It's very healthy. What she says? What he or she says? No. no, it's not good, daddy. I want you to eat meat. I want barbecue. Vegetable, fruits. Ah, it's not good. Then you say, drink water. No, Coca-Cola is better. <laughs> yeah. Do you know? It's hard for you. What you are eating, I'm going to kill, to destroy you. You are listening. You know. You have listened. I can... Keep drinking Coca-Cola and you know what's going to happen to you in a few years. But it's hard to teach people, you know. I'm not saying who is right or wrong. I'm just giving an example, okay? You can keep drinking Coca-Cola. We have some Coca-Cola, okay, at the end. <laughs> I 
can not drink but be free. I'm not drinking but be free, okay? <laughs> but uh, this is a choice. I'm not saying that uh, someone is wrong. No, no, no. I'm just, sometimes, sometimes you say, for your child, eat potato. She said, no, I don't like. And it's hard to force, to say that you have to eat. And God will not force you because you are one adult, but you have to give yourself. Can you say amen? amen? God has a great life to you, but you have to say, Jesus, I want to accept your plans for my life. Please close your, eye, your eyes right now. Close your eyes. Don't talk right now. You, you received a word. And this word, it's from God. I can guarantee you. I can guarantee you that what I preached today is not from my words. It's from the word of God. How I can guarantee you that it's work? Because my life years ago was totally a mess, destroyed. And he made everything new. And I promised you, if you follow Jesus, he's going to help you. He's going to heal you. He's going to perform miracles in your life. And he died for you. I'm not teaching you about religion, please. I'm teaching you about relationship with your creator. Relationship with Jesus Christ. The one who died at the cross. And Jesus is inviting to you right now. Come to me. Repent from your sins. Give me your life to me. Because I want to use you. I have a better life to you. I have a better life for you. If your eyes closed, listen to the voice of Jesus today, saying, my son, come to me. I have a better life for you. I have eternal life for you. I died at the cross to pay for your sins. You don't need to go to hell. You can be saved. Because I love you. Please put your, your, your hands in your heart right now. Place your hands in your heart. And pray after me and say, Lord Jesus, I believe you. I believe in what I listen here today. You are the only way. You are the truth and life. And today, I accept you in my heart. I'm going to follow you from today on. I'm going to be faithful to you. Lord Jesus, I have suffered a lot. Take out all the pain in my heart. You have good plans for my life. I want to follow your plans. I renounce from my plans. And I accept your plans. I accept your will. That is good and perfect. In Jesus' name I pray, and I ask you, 
Holy Spirit, enter inside of my heart. I receive you, Jesus, as my Lord and my Savior. And from today on, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to love you. And I am saved by the blood of Jesus. And I'm going to give you all the glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And amen, and amen. Glory to God.